0: Tocando ya al baloncidan. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primero y para atentito. Ronaldo, 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 Ronaldo. Gol del Real Madrid. Se sentó el buenaburgo porque no se comió el tercera vaga de Ronaldo. Hola, Madridistas. This is the American Madridista Podcast. Madridista. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on August 22nd, 2021 from New York City. What a game we had today between Levante and Real Madrid. A fantastic, exciting 3-3 draw that put me through all of the emotions that one can go through watching a football game. From being encouraged and excited, to being frustrated, to being absolutely shocked, to being upset, to being hopeful, to being upset again, back to being hopeful and ultimately being relieved as Real Madrid escaped with one point from a match that went from the high of looking like a certain victory to the low of looking like a definite loss. There was only one change in the lineup from the team that took the field a week ago against Alaves, with Isco replacing the injured Luka Modric in midfield. He joined with Casemiro and Valverde. Alaba, Nacho, Militao, and Vasquez formed the back line, and Benzema, Bale, and Hazard were once again up front to complete the 4 3 3. Now, as I've said, this game took me through all of the emotions, but it started off on a positive note for Madrid, and I couldn't help but feel encouraged with how they opened up the game. Madrid presented clear ideas about how they wanted to attack Levante, utilizing quickly taken forward passes to link up players get the ball moving up the field and into the final third where they could then create and take their chances. And that approach paid dividends for Madrid in the fifth minute when David Alaba got the ball over the top down the left-hand side to Kareem Benzema who looked like he was free to run onto and take a shot on the goal but instead brought the ball back from his left foot onto his right foot. Played it across the box for awaiting Gareth Bale who with a one-time shot put the ball into the back of the net for Madrid's first goal on the day. You could not have asked for a better start to the game and it really set the tone for how Madrid was going to play in that first half. Those quick and accurate forward passes really had Levante on the back foot as they were unable to close down on the ball and deny Madrid space to operate in the midfield. And that gave rise to a couple of good opportunities for Madrid in the final third over the first 15 minutes. Lucas Vazquez got the ball and should have done better in the 13th minute. Kareem Benzema was delivered the ball in the 15th minute after some good link-up play, but he was the judge to have handled the ball. And it just looked like Madrid, with its purposeful, efficient attacking intent, was going to be consistently on the doorstep of Levante and that they would eventually get their second goal. On the other end of the pitch, I did not think that Levante offered much for Madrid to contend with during the first half. They seemed intent on attacking Madrid down the left-hand side, but those attacks ended up being thwarted by the likes of Militao and Vasquez. They had a couple of instances in which they were able to play the ball into the box from the wide areas, but nobody could get onto the end of the ball. Nacho was able to intercept a ball or two that was played into the box, and it just looked like they were not going to be able to present a threat to counter what Madrid was doing on the opposite end of the field, where they looked ever dangerous in that first half. But, being dangerous and ever threatening and playing good football are not enough by themselves. You have to put goals onto the scoreboard, and Real Madrid in that first half missed far too many opportunities despite their excellent play. You had Eden Hazard with the ball in space in front of the goal. He was trigger-shy, did not take his chances. David Alaba had a good look on goal. He shot wide. Gareth Bale shot wide of the goal, had a great free kick that just went wide of the goal. Isco had an opportunity late in that first half in which he chipped wide of the goal And he could have actually played the ball down to David Alaba on that very same sequence who was on his right and waiting in front of a wide open goal. So ultimately, Madrid left far too much on the table in that first half, given the quality of football that they had presented. But nonetheless, it was a good first half for Madrid. They were the dominant side. They did have a lead and they certainly looked poised to take all three points from the game. But the only thing that's really ever certain in football is that crazy things happen when you least expect it. And that's exactly what happened at the start of the second half when the game flipped entirely on its head as Real Madrid slack defending pretty much just rolled out the red carpet for Levante to go right down the middle of the field towards the goal and score the equalizer. Militao had an opportunity to make a tackle, but he just was not strong enough. Courtois made a valiant effort at a save, but he was not strong enough either. And the ball, with too much power on it, eventually dribbled into the back of the net in the 46th minute, and we had a new game. That stunning sequence immediately infused the Levante players with life, infused the stadium with life and Real Madrid looked very uncomfortable for that first five minutes of the second half as Levante looked to capitalize on the haymaker that they had just delivered to open up the round. When Real did eventually regain his composure and regain possession of the ball, they were able to get the ball up the field and get some shots off. Alaba had a nice run that resulted in an Eden Hazard shot in the 53rd minute that was off target. Casemiro a couple minutes later got a shot after an Isco run, but he shot wide, and they just weren't able to discourage Levante from thinking that at that point the game was theirs for the taking. That thinking was surely reinforced in the 57th minute when Levante took the lead. A picture perfect cross from the right hand side fell to Campagna in the box and he put home a worldly volley to send Madrid reeling. As fantastic as the play was from the Levante standpoint, Madrid's defense was once again culpable, as David Alaba came up to play the throw-in on the left-hand side and left space unoccupied behind him, which the Madrid back line had to shift over into. As a result, you had Nacho covering for him, and Militao and Vasquez covering the central area in front of the goal, with players behind them toward the far post unmarked, ready to receive the ball and do harm to Madrid exactly as Campania did. It was all just a remarkable turn of events over that first 12 minutes of the second half that left the Madrid players on the pitch as well as Ancelotti on the sideline looking completely dazed and those of us that were watching in support of Madrid wondering what the hell just happened as it looked like at that point Madrid had come completely undone and Levante was well on its way to taking all three points. Now after going down Ancelotti felt compelled to make a triple change bringing on Vinicius Rodrigo and Asensio for Isco, Bale and Hazard in the 59th minute. I found that to be somewhat of a puzzling move given that Isco had been Madrid's best offensive player and Bale had played well. Certainly Hazard had not done enough to warrant continuing to play and Madrid being down a goal was desperate for the fresh legs and attacking pace of the likes of a But Rodrigo and Asensio on for Isco and Bale I found that to be a bit of a head-scratcher, and it took a bit of time for the substitutes to get themselves into the game. Vinicius certainly didn't have the immediate impact that he had had a week ago against Alaves, and partly that had to do with the fact that Levante was well-organized defensively after they scored the second goal. Madrid just did not have the space to operate in the final third Levante was seemingly content to allow Madrid to have possession of the ball out in the wide areas, but there was no space for players to run into the box, no passing lanes into the box, and it just looked like Madrid was going to find themselves frustrated trying to get the equalizer. Ironically, the key substitution in that effort came on the defensive end, with Carvajal coming on for Vasquez in the 65th minute, and sure enough, Carvajal made his impact felt nearly immediately. He was an absolute bulldog defensively right from the word go, closing down on the ball, being very physical and winning the ball back. And in a critical instance of this, he won the ball back. Got it to Casemiro, who then played a perfect, and I mean perfect, through ball from distance to Vinicius, who was on the front foot, running into space, gathered the ball, continued forward at 100 miles an hour as he always does, but this time had a composed finish to put Madrid back level at 2-2 it was an absolutely fantastic sequence and credit to Carvajal for getting it started with his defensive intensity at the other end of the pitch but even with all of that there was still plenty more to come in this game as just a few minutes later in the 79th minute Madrid found itself conceding a free kick the details of which I will get to a little bit later and once again found themselves defending poorly and conceding a goal David Alaba was the culprit for the second time in succession as inexplicably he headed the free kick right into the pathway of a Levante player in the box who just easily put the ball past Courtois. I don't know if Alaba thought that Nacho was going to get to the ball or if he just misplayed the header, but either way, it was just a mind-boggling error by a player of his class and it seemed at that point that Madrid, after having dodged the bullet would lose this game by shooting itself in its own foot. Now, I thought the free kick that was awarded to Levante was the first of two very poor refereeing decisions that went against Madrid. I thought he bailed out the Levante player when Casemiro had made a clean challenge. Casemiro himself was demonstrably furious with the referee. And once that goal scored off of that free kick, you couldn't help but look back at that refereeing decision and just say, Man, that was something that was just really unfair for Madrid to suffer at that stage of the game. It was just a few minutes later, pretty much immediately after Luka Jovic came on for Valverde, that Madrid nearly found itself dead and buried for good as Cantero in the 82nd minute. After receiving a perfect through ball, rounded Kutoir who came out trying to make a challenge and despite a tight angle, had the goal wide open in front of him took the shot, and had the ball unluckily careened off of the far post. That would have been it for Madrid, almost certainly. But just by a matter of inches, they still had life in this game. And sure enough, they would eventually make the most of it. But before it got to that point, there was the second bad refereeing decision that went against Madrid in the 83rd minute as Luka Jovic. Having just come on a minute or so earlier in the game, received the ball in the box, played it off of his chest, turned, tried to run towards goal, and ended up on the ground. On replay, you could see that his shirt was tugged and the legs of the Levante defender clattered into his legs, but the referee determined pretty adamantly that Jovic wasn't fouled. I can maybe understand him not seeing the play given his angle on the pitch, but I cannot understand for the life of me why VAR did not have him take another look at it when he would have clearly seen that Jovic's shirt was tugged and that there was contact at the legs that preceded him going to the ground. That should have been a penalty for me. And it looked like Madrid was going to lose the game after having been denied a chance to equalize from the spot. But the whites kept at it. And in the 84th minute, Jovic almost put a ball into the back of the net off of a header from a Rodrigo cross, Carvajal had a chance off of a rebound but they ultimately were able to get a corner off of the sequence and they did not waste the opportunity that arose from that. The corner was not cleared by Levante and the ball eventually made its way to the left side of the field just outside of the box and Alaba played it into Benzema who played it into Vinicius who from what looked like an impossible angle was able to put the ball onto the far post and have it ricochet into the back of the net to equalize for Madrid just a crazy 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 game and yet we still weren't done because in the 87th minute Madrid looked like they were going to have an opportunity to steal the game and complete the remontada Rodrigo got the ball to Vinicius out in space down the right hand side and it looked like Vinicius given his pace given the space he had on the field was going to get himself in front of the keeper 1v1 to potentially put the game away from Madrid But the Levante keeper, Fernandez, anticipating the situation perfectly, ran out of the box and handled the ball before Vinicius could get the touch that he needed to get past the defense and onto the goal. It was an immediate red card, but it was a wisely taken one as Madrid then would have to do more work to get the goal they needed to win the game and despite the man advantage that they had for the rest of regular time and the six minutes of stoppage time, Madrid just wasn't able to get that breakthrough and ultimately had to settle for just taking one point. I suppose given what it looked like was possible over that last nine or ten minutes of the game, you could be disappointed as a Madridista given that Madrid looked like they were almost certain to score given how they were playing with the man advantage. But on the flip side of it, They could have easily lost this game, especially on that instance when they could have gone down 4-2 had the ball not ricocheted off of the far post. Plus, there was a stretch of play there when Madrid looked like they were about to get played off of the pitch. And Madrid was lucky to survive it and find themselves with an opportunity to get themselves back into the game, which they took well. Absolutely fantastic game. A thrilling advert for football. And as Madridistas, even though you're disappointed in dropping the points, you have to say you certainly got your money's worth watching the Whites perform out there on that pitch against a very, very game Levante side. And then Ronaldo! Let's talk more in depth about the individual player performances from that unbelievable game. Starting up front, Kareem Benzema. I had him as a 7 on the day. I thought he played very well in the first half. He didn't quite have the space or quality of chances that he had a week ago against Alaves, but I thought he contributed to the presentation of danger that Madrid had in that first half. He faded some in the second half, but that was partly due to the Levante defense And partly due to Madrid not getting him the service that he needs to be most effective up front. All in all, though, he was a 7 for the day. I thought Bale played well. He was a 7 for the day. Got Madrid on the scoreboard very early in the game. Seemed to be very attack-minded and have his sights set on the goal. Much like he did last week against Alaves. And that's an encouraging thing to see given that we expect so much from him. And he's going to be very important if Madrid is going to have any success up front this season. He was a seven on the day. Eden Hazard, not as good as he was last week. He was a five for me on the day. I thought he was very hesitant. He had a couple of good opportunities that he just wasted because he was trigger shy. And he's going to have to overcome that hesitancy, that seeming lack of confidence if he's going to be anywhere near the kind of player that he was for Chelsea. And that's the type of player that Madrid thought they bought and the type of player that Madrid expects him to be. He has to be better. He needs to be better. He was a five on the day. In the midfield, Isco, I thought before he was taken off, was Madrid's best player by far. He was an eight for me on the day. He filled in admirably for the injured Luka Modric and he made some fantastic individual runs, beating players in the midfield, getting himself into space by which he could then initiate the Madrid attack into the final third. He was fantastic. If he can show that type of quality of play, there is definitely going to be a place for him in this squad throughout the season. He was Madrid's best player in the first half. Casemiro, also an 8 for me on the day. Both ends of the pitch, he was very, very effective. His passing in that first half was sensational. He was on the money. He made some good reads, very accurate. And defensively, he made his presence felt as we all know him to do. He was very physical. He made some timely challenges. And that pass that he played to Vinicius for the equalizer was absolute class. Valverde I had as a sixth performer. He wasn't bad on the day, but he also wasn't that impactful. Anonymous at stretches didn't have the impact on today's game that he had last week against Alaves. We didn't get to see him running into space with the ball and utilizing his pace like he did to set up the Benzema goal against Alaves last week. It was just an okay performance by him. Now to the guys at the back. Look, if you give up three goals and really should have given up four, you can't expect high marks for any of the guys at the back. Let's start with David Alaba as the left back. He was a six, but really defensively he was about a four as he made two defensive errors that led directly to Levante goals. Unacceptable for a player of his caliber. But given the contribution he made in the attack, particularly on the first and third Real Madrid goals, it balanced out in the end. And I gave him a six on the day. Nacho and Militao were pretty much the same in the central defense. I gave them both fives. I thought Lucas Vasquez was also a five performer as the right back. None of those guys were great. They found themselves out of position at times. I didn't see any Horrible mistakes, but you also didn't see a consistency in quality of defending throughout the course of the game that you should be seeing from those guys at the back. Particularly Nacho and Militao, who showed so much for Madrid last season. So those three are all five performers on the day. On to the substitutes. Vinicius Jr. ultimately proved to be Madrid's best player on the day. He had the two goals that saved Madrid's ass, pardon the language, but he came on, took a little bit of time to get into the game. But once he found his footing, started making those runs with pace that he always does. He was sensational and Madrid needed him to be every bit as sensational as he was. Two goals on two shots, save Madrid. He was the best performer on the day at a nine. Asensio for me was pretty anonymous. He had minimal impact. I gave him a five on the day. Rodrigo was only slightly better. I gave him a six on the day. I'll give him a little bit of extra credit because he did play that pass to Vinicius. That might have led to the winning goal had it not been for the handball from Fernandez. Rodrigo gets a six on the day. Danny Carvajal, he gets an eight on the day. He was a bulldog in defense and he ultimately won the ball that led to Casemiro delivering that fantastic through ball to Vinicius Jr. for the equalizing goal. An 8 for Carvajal on the day. Jovic, I thought, did some good things given that he was brought on to get the goal. I thought he made the most of the two opportunities that he had. Should have won a penalty for me and then almost had the equalizer on the header shortly thereafter. I give him a 7 on the day. Finally, Courtois in goal. He gets a 5 on the day. Can't really blame him for any of the goals that were surrendered today. He did make an attempted save on the first one, did get his hand on it, but it was just too strong of a shot. The second and third goals, he had absolutely no chance of saving whatsoever. But much like the starting back four, he can't get high marks whatsoever when Madrid surrenders three goals. And if I'm being honest, he was the reason that Madrid almost surrendered a fourth when he came out trying to play the ball and was rounded pretty easily by Cantero, who got himself with a wonderful look, albeit from a very difficult angle Onto a goal that was not manned. So a 5 for him on the day. All in all, I imagine that Carlo Ancelotti has mixed emotions about such a crazy, crazy game. On one hand, Madrid played some fantastic stuff, particularly in the first half. But on the other, the way that they came out in the second half has to be pretty frustrating for the boss. Nonetheless, the team did show some fighting spirit getting back into the game twice And they looked set to take all three points in the end, but just ran out of time. There will be so much for him to digest over this game. I can't even imagine where he'll begin as I myself had trouble getting it all organized. I hope I've covered it all here, but given how much took place in the game, you'll have to forgive me if I've left out a detail or five. Three in the box waiting for the cross, and it was Bale! what about that? What? Up next for Madrid, they are away from home for the third consecutive weekend to start the season as they take on Real Betis on Saturday. Betis has two points from two draws in its first two games this season. That is a lot of twos. Madrid beat them 3-2 away from home last year but drew nil-nil at home. So they'll be looking to get back on the winning track for this season against Betis and not find themselves falling too far adrift of the league leaders. I know it's still early, but it always seems to be the case that dropping points at the early stage of the season is what costs you when you fall short in the end. We know that's what happened with the Madrid last season when they barely lost out on the title. Certainly, we're hoping not to see a repeat of that this season. So, I'll check in with you all sometime after that match has concluded, hopefully with Madrid taking all three points. Until then, as always, Hala Madrid. parió, Zidane, gol del Madrid en el 45, gol de Zinedine Zidane, Real Madrid 2, Leverkusen 1